Welcome, everyone. You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast. I am your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health provider. Here I discuss mental health and wellness tips. So if that's your thing, you are in the right place. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Do me a favor and go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you get an alert every Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when I upload a new episode. Please go ahead and share this podcast out to your friends and your family. There is nothing better than a loved one who wants you to grow and thrive with them. Today's episode, we are discussing bitterness and resentment. So if you're struggling to let go of anger, disappointment, past hurts and resentment, this episode is for you. Today, we are talking about how you can transform your bitterness for your betterment. Before we get into today's topic, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice, where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. Bitterness is defined as anger and disappointment from being treated unfairly. When someone allows bitterness to set into their soul, it creates a dark energy that follows them around. It slowly takes over more and more of your life. It's like wearing a pair of dark sunshades where you see the world as dark and gloomy. People are untrustworthy. You see the darkness in people rather than the good in people. Being bitter and holding on to resentment often leads to a constant state of irritability, your emotional well-being declines, leaving you susceptible to depression and anxiety. Your overall quality of life suffers because it has a negative impact on your relationships. Just think of how draining it is to be around a negative Nelly, right? Someone who is overly critical, judgmental, complains a lot, and is in a bad mood. So if you don't like being around people like that and you allow bitterness to set in, you become that person that you don't like being around. All right. Bitter people have pretty gloomy views on life. They feel that life is unfair, that people are inherently bad, and that you can't trust anyone. They are pretty pessimistic and tend to blame others, the environment, the government, society for their problems, putting themselves in a victim's role. All right. The thing about being a victim is that you are not in control when you're a victim. Things are happening to you. That is what makes bitterness so difficult for people to overcome because they have to get out of their own mental prison before real change can occur. We'll talk more on this later. I want you guys to do some introspection right now, right? 
So I want you to really look within and determine if you yourself is struggling with bitterness and resentments. I'm going to list 10 indicators that you may be bitter. Okay. If any of these resonate with you, then it gives you an idea of some work that you need to do on yourself. All right. Because that is what this journey is all about. It's not about finding bitterness in other people, but it's about what can I do to heal me? All right. So here are 10 indicators that you might be struggling with bitterness, unforgiveness, or resentment. Number one, People complain that you never say anything nice to them. Number two, you are suspicious and cynical of others. Number three, you feel misunderstood and undervalued often in your relationships. Number four, you tend to blame others for your problems. Number five, you tend to easily spot and point out the negative in a situation and the way someone handled the situation in the character of someone else. Number six, people have complained that you are judgmental and overly critical. Number seven, others are offended by your brutal honesty, AKA judgments of them. Eight, it is hard for you to trust others, even if they have not done anything untrustworthy to you. Number nine, you have been disappointed a lot and as a result are guarded. Number 10 is you tend to hold grudges. So just think about any of those. If you heard any of those statements, if you yourself identify with any of those, those are some indicators that you might be holding on to some bitterness or some resentments. Healing occurs when we are able to hold ourselves accountable and when we take ownership of our lives, right? Blaming others robs us of that power of accountability, right? Because we make it more about them than more about us. When we blame others, we arrest our own healing. If we say, well, my last three relationships were with toxic people, who were controlling, they were manipulative and emotionally unavailable. And I just keep attracting just the wrong person. When we say things like that, it's us being a victim, right? These people were manipulative and controlling. They did this to us. All right. And we can settle into bitterness and just accept that, you know, all men or all women are just like this, right? This is just how it is. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just these people are attracted to me. Or we can get into the driver's seat and say, I need to heal myself so that I can attract healthier partners. There's something within me that I'm doing that keeps attracting this. And so it's different. You know, it's no longer being a victim. It's hey, I'm going to identify what's going on within me that is causing this dynamic, right? And when we think of it that way, when we say things like that, we begin to be able to work on ourselves. So we might say things like, I can begin working on myself by setting boundaries, by healing codependent behaviors, and so on. But it really gives us something that we can work with to ensure that we get the outcome in our lives that we're looking for, all right? When we remain bitter and hold on to resentment, we hold on to the pain 
and we continue to attract more struggle and more pain. What you think about, you bring about, right? So we do this subconsciously because our thoughts are stuck in the past. And because our thoughts are stuck in the past or who hurt us or who did that to us or the pain that we felt, we give all our power to thinking about and focusing on the injustice and guarding ourselves against people like that, that we call that very thing that we don't want into our lives, right? So we're calling it back by focusing and by giving all that negativity and that pain power, we just call more of that into our lives, right? And we have not learned the lessons that we were supposed to learn from it because we're just wallowing in the fact that we're hurt, that this person did this, we blame them for all of it and we never took ownership and we never learned any lessons because it was all their fault. And so we tend to repeat it over and over again. We tend to repeat these cycles, repeat these lessons. And we say to ourselves, see, that's why I can't trust anyone. Although it's our own minds that's keeping us trapped. Because we have not forgiven. We have not laid down the burdens. We have not done the work to heal. And we just keep blaming other people. We keep going through the same things, right? Now, when we go through these cycles, when we keep adding this struggle, we tend to use those negative experience to confirm the fact that we should hold on to this resentment. See, you can't trust anybody. See, if bad things keep happening, that's why I don't trust people. That's why I don't date. That's why I don't do this. Or this is why I don't participate in this is just going to end up badly. That's why I don't vote in the elections because the government's just going to do what they want to do. But we tend to use this bitterness as confirmation that we should hold on to this way of thinking, this unforgiveness. To rid yourself of bitterness, you have to practice forgiveness and release the burdens of the past. So Before I get into forgiveness, it's important to note that forgiveness does not equal reconciliation. So if someone has harmed you in the past and are not good to be a part of your life, please maintain healthy boundaries and always protect your peace. It does not mean you have to engage or enter a relationship. It just means that you are no longer wanting to carry around anger, hostility, bitterness in your heart for that person. All right. So the law of attraction tells us that we can't call in something new into our lives until we release something old to make room for it. In this instance, we have to release the anger, resentment, bitterness in order to make room for love peace, happiness, and more. Practicing forgiveness happens in four stages. Now, it is best to journal your thoughts and emotions as you go through each phase. So if this is a journey that you're willing to take on, I would say invest in a journal so that you can start this process. And you can take as long as you need to get through each phase. There's not a time limit. You don't have to do it in a day, but really give it some thought as you're working through these phases and and don't rush the process. All right. So there are four phases to practicing forgiveness. 
Number one is the uncovering phase. And that's like taking the bandage off of the wound, right? You need to look at the wound. We want to understand what happened in the past. What was the injustice? What was the hurt? What impact did that have on your life? You know, so maybe in the past you were cheated on and the impact is that you find it difficult to be in relationships because you don't trust others easily. Maybe your self-esteem has been impacted by that infidelity. So one, we need to uncover what the wound is and how it made you feel, what was the impact, things of that nature. Number two is decision phase. Now we have options. We can hold on to bitterness or we can choose to forgive. What are the pros and cons of each one of those decisions? If I choose to forgive, this is what my life would look like. If I choose to hold on to bitterness, this is what my life would look like. And making that decision. And when we make that decision, we're very clear on our why. Number three is the recovery. Think of it as this is the time where we put the neurosporin on, where we start to really do the work of healing. Right. And so this part is hard. This is really difficult because in this phase, the recovery phase, we have to look at the people who hurt us with empathy and compassion. So asking yourself questions like what went on in that person's childhood to make them like that or to make them treat me like that or what was going on in our relationship that caused that or what were some of the things that this person had to deal with? What are the traumas that this person undergone to have treated me like this? And again, this is not to condone the behavior, but it is to understand, show compassion and empathy, because that's how we're going to dissolve this bitterness by tapping into our own compassion and empathy. All right because that's healing. Number four is growth. Okay, so this is where you ask yourself the questions, what lessons did this hurt teach me about myself? What did I learn from experiencing this? How am I different because I've gone through this? Well, I have clearer boundaries and I now have, you know, after being cheated on and and being with someone who did not value me, I found value in myself. And now I call in healthier partners because I love myself and I know what I'm worth. Okay. So listen, in conclusion, bitterness and resentment are negative emotions that keep us stuck. If we hold on to these emotions, we end up reliving the hurt and the pain they caused us over and over and over again until we learn the lesson that it was intended to teach us. And we actively decide to lay down those burdens and release that emotional stronghold that it had on us. Everything good or bad that happens in our lives can be used for our greater good. These things are either a blessing or a lesson but it's all going to help us grow and evolve. So don't be bitter, be better. I want you to start today and evaluate what lessons you have learned by going through 
some very dark periods of your life, some dark moments, some hardships in your life. And ask yourself, was it a lesson or a blessing? Okay, Rise Tribe, that's all I have for you today. Remember, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.